Blog Talk Radio. Buzzworthy Radio is on. on. The entertainment show that gets you up close and personal with today's hottest stars. Here's your host, Nabelle J. Lee. Hey, wow. Good evening, everybody. Welcome into a new Buzzcast here at Buzzworthy Radio, here on blogtalkradio.com. Now, we normally come back here at BTR, our first home, where we started this show nine years ago. Can you believe it's been nine years since I've started this show? I, I To this day, it seems like yesterday that I really began doing this, and I, I just can't believe that I'm saying the words nine years. But we always come back whenever there's always something to celebrate. And what better way to come back to BTR to celebrate nine years of doing Buzzworthy Radio. I I just can't believe it. But you know what's even weirder than that is that while this show is nine years old, and our first show was actually on November 5th of 2007. So that was just incredible to begin that with. It, it all it, it just seems like everything is just coming together because just a few days ago I had the the pleasure of reconnecting with uh, a friend of mine as well as a colleague who also has a show here on Blog Talk Radio, Stardish Radio, Joanne Kubasek and and Brandon Hensley, who does Brandon's Buzz, who by the way, if you have not checked out his Erica Slazek interview, please do so. Trust me. Please do so. But Joanne had a nice little mini One Life to Live reunion on her show this past Sunday night, uh, which featured Robert S. Woods, Catherine Hickland, and Linda Dano. And just to reconnect with Kat Hickland again, who was my very first guest on this show, it's just it's unbelievable, unbelievable that we have come this far from just being I, I can't even I can't even put words around it. You know, I while I started this show nine years ago, I'm actually celebrating ten years of doing a podcast overall. Because my first podcast that I ever done was not in the zone, even though many people think it was in the zone. It was not. I actually did and it was very short-lived, and it was still in 2006. It was a it was a podcast that I had hosted, which I really did not have any of the proper material for. I did not know what to do and how to use it. You know, I I really had no clue what the hell I was doing, and the way I was recording the audio was through the speakers, my 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 speakers on on my desktop. So I had nothing. I had nothing. I had none of this that Blog Talk Radio had offered when I first looked up Blog Talk Radio in that same year. And when I found when I found this platform out, I checked it out. Just wanted to give it a little test run, see how the switches work and how they took the callers in and everything of the sort. So I loved it. I love the fact that I was able to finally use a platform to voice about television and what we were watching on TV. And, you know, it primarily stemmed from, from the daytime soap operas and, and it it did stem from there. And 
soaps have and will always be my first love because that was one of the first things I've ever watched in life. And to finally be able to use something to where we can actually talk about what we watch on the air or our favorite actors and actresses on the show, it was amazing to me. You know, I after a year of doing In the Zone, I started this show off in 2007, November 2007, November 5th, just shortly before I left for the soap cruise, by the way. And there were other underlying reasons, but primarily I wanted to have a show, or not even just a show, but just something to where we could have something for them, for the soap stars and the soaps itself, because when I started this show, Soap Talk on SoapNet just went off the air, just shortly before this, and my purpose for this was the fact that, well, there is no avenue for these soap actors anymore, now that Soap Talk is gone, where can... Where can these fans get to hear or see or talk to their uh, favorite actors and actresses now that Soap Talk is done for? You know, this was a show on a daily basis on SoapNet where you get to see your favorites on screen talking about whatever, in the kitchen doing whatever whatever they were doing. Because you, won't see, you weren't going to see that on other mainstream talk shows. But we had, we had that, and then it was gone. So it just, it, it just was in my head going... What can what can we do? What can we do? How can we do this? And so this little baby came into play. Uh, I did want to incorporate that in the last show, but unfortunately it did not happen. But I was able to take my ideas and swing it into uh, another direction. And Buzzworthy Radio was born. And I had the pleasure of hosting the show for two years with Matthew Preston. And if you're out there, Matt... Uh, I really appreciate the fact that you you were here, especially when we were starting out, because I was so freaking nervous starting this show off. And to be quite honest with you, I still get nervous doing this show all the time. I always get nervous doing this show. And no matter how many times you do it, even if you can do it in your sleep, I get so nervous doing this show, no matter what. And Anytime I go anywhere and travel and see people doing stuff for the daytime Emmys and whatnot, I sweat because I'm so nervous. And you would think it would be easy for me, but trust me, there's just like butterflies in the stomach all the time when I do this. And I think that's one of the greatest thrills you could possibly have in doing these types of programs. I think, if, honestly, if it were me, I think that if you were not nervous – then what would be the point for you? I honestly, I think that if you get those, that rush of euphoria when you're doing this, I think that's why it, it makes it just so much easier. It makes it that just much more fun for you. And it's never boring. It's never, it's never to a point where you feel like it's run its course. And I think that's one of the best things to ever have doing this show. So I think all of you guys who has made who who made this show possible, and basically it's you, the listeners, who would come in and listen to this show whenever your favorite was on and whatnot, and to even hear me ramble. The fact that you had been here for these past nine years, 
I just want to thank you so much for the bottom of my heart. And I can't believe that we are literally going to be celebrating 10 years next year. 10 years doing this. I still can't get over that. I cannot believe it's going to be 10 years come 2017. 10 years. I, I don't even know how you will mark such a milestone of doing this show. I really don't. And I think that's huge. It's a huge deal that this is still being done. And the other thing of it too is that I am just so grateful that we have these the remaining shows on the air that we can still get the chance to talk about on a on a daily basis. Whether if it's not on this platform, we have it on Twitter and Facebook and other avenues of social media. It's it's a huge huge blessing and I can't I can't thank you all enough for for being here and being a part of this and it, it just I I just can't I, I it seems like thank you is never enough, but it really, really is. And I appreciate everything that you have done with me and for me. So much gratitude that I probably can't even fit in this hour in itself, but <laughs> there there is that point where you want to try. But thank you. Thank you so much. And if you guys wanted to call in and uh, share in the anniversary wishes with us, you can always call in onto the show at 845-277-9433 and press 1 so you can get in the queue that you want to be uh, unmuted in our switchboard. So the phone number again is 845-277-9433. I tried to upload the chat for some reason. It's not it's not working, but uh, – you guys were to appear in the chat room. I, I am trying to get it. If it's working for you guys, awesome. But for some reason, it's not working for me. Maybe it just doesn't like me at the moment. But we are trying to get that chat room open for you. And not only, which is ironic, we are celebrating our anniversary of doing this show for nine years. We are actually going to be in the next half hour, in the second half of our program, we are going to celebrate Daniel Goddard. And, you know, as many of you are well aware, he is one of my favorites that has ever popped in on this show. We've had him here for numerous times on this program, and he is a hoot. I I can't say enough about that man. And he always, whatever happens, it's never not bored because you just don't know what that man's going to say and he just I can never keep a straight face it it just never it just never happens I can never keep a straight face with him so this November marked 10 years of him joining the show and first taping at the Young and the Restless as Kane Ashby however his first air date on the show did not happen until January 12, 2007. So he actually would be celebrating 10 years of when he first started on the show this month, but it'll be 10 years when he first aired come January 12th of next year. So we, well, I actually have some moments of Kane Ashby that I did like on the show that I was going to talk about in the next half hour. So all of you guys who are Daniel Goddard fans, which I know there are plenty of you, you can always call in 
and discuss your favorite moments on the show that involved his role now that he has hit one of the biggest milestones to ever grace a television show. Because honestly, how many actors in this world can you say have been on a program for 10 years, if not more than that? You can't. You can't. Last year, we celebrated 10 years of Laura Wright at General Hospital as Carly Corinthos Jacks. And she is the longest actress to ever play that role. And she made that role her own when she first came in and took it over in 2005. She, she was incredible. She is incredible. She's one of the most powerhouse actresses ever to grace the screens. I've loved her since Loving. Yes, I'm bringing that back. I loved her since Loving. I loved her as Allie. She was always one of my favorites to watch. And when she came after the city was over and she came to Guiding Light as Cassie Lane, I was ecstatic. I was ecstatic because I never followed the rags like that. So I never really knew who was coming and going at the time. Plus, I was young. I really didn't pay attention to the magazines the way that I did when I got older. But when I saw her walking on on that screen, and it was in a scene with, with Cynthia Watchers and Ron Raines as Annie Dutton and Alan Spaulding, and she comes up on the screen with that smile on her face. I was like, oh, my God, it's her. It's, from, it's Allie from Loving, and that's how I remember calling her. So I never really called her anything else. But she just, it just, that just made my day, and it just completely made me so happy that she was a part of, of that show. And she was on that show for eight years. I'm not mistaken. She was on that show for eight years. So that was that was a thrill for me. That was a huge thrill for me. So, you know, she she celebrated a milestone of ten years at General Hospital. And as I said, I I pretty much can't get over the fact that it's been ten years since he first started on the show. And he's he's still one of the most popular actors on on, on that show, if especially on the social media scene. You know, everybody everybody loves the man. And he he's very interactive on on Facebook as well as on Twitter and Instagram. So it's it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal to be celebrating ten years of being at that show. Ten years. And that show was just celebrated eleven thousand episodes. He, another another milestone that Young and the Restless has. And that aired in September. So it's just so so much has just has happened within the last few months. I think it's incredible. I think it's incredible. And I don't even know what to say about my nine years on the, on, on doing this. I mean, it's funny. Candace was a part of this a few years ago where I actually did a show where I had some of my favorite moments on the show. I had them uploaded in clips and everything. And gosh, there were so many. And it's so weird that now that all this time has passed, you can't really remember them all. I think a lot of them that still stand out for me is when I had Goddard on the show. I think this was in 09. This was one of the times he was on the show. And this was around the time when his character was revealed that he was not Philip, he was not Jill's son, and we had him on the show, and 
we had a caller. I think it was Shawana that was on there, and she said something about the character of Neil that wasn't in the pleasant light. And he literally called up Christoph St. John during the show. He calls him on, on, on the air and tells him that there is a caller that's right now talking crap for Neil. So he literally got Christoph to call into the show at that point. I thought that was hilarious. It's one of those things you just never expect. And then, you know, you have you have more West. I love you to death. I love more West to death. I really, really do. She's called into this show twice. One of which was the anniversary show, I think, not last year, but the year before. And we did the nomination show. And what what an incredible woman. I, I, I think everybody knows how I feel about that that lady. Especially Diane. And Oh, more West. More West, I love you. I, I don't even know what else to say about you. But I love you to death. You you really are one of the best actresses, if not one of the best people to ever grace human mankind. I mean, there's really not much else I can say. And, you know, her husband, Scott DeFreitas, is really one of my favorite people. And what's hilarious is that when I first met Scott DeFreitas, which was two years ago, the first thing I said to him was, like, you realize that the first character who I really, really liked on As the World Turns when I first started it was Andy Dixon. And he was. Andy Dixon was one of my favorite characters on that show. I loved Andy and Courtney. That's primarily what it was. Andy and Courtney were my, were my go-to. And I remember, I was a seven-year-old kid watching that. So... I actually shipped couples before they really were shipping it on social media. I was like, I was like that person that was like shipping it in my house. I was shipping this couple. I, I was huge Andy and Courtney. I was huge Andy and Courtney. I mean, I honestly was huge Andy and Courtney before I was huge Lillian Holden. And that's saying something. So that just made my, I literally fanboyed when I met Scott DeFreitas. I literally fanboyed. And I am a fanboy, but I really, really, really fanboyed when I met him. So I, I, I can't tell you what a thrill that was for me to meet to meet him in person. And, and the other one that really stands out the most was the Gabriel Mann interview that I did, the very first one that I ever did with Gabe Mann. I did an interview with Ashton Holmes who played Tyler on the show and during the first season of revenge. And it was a pre-taped interview that I did. So I wound up airing it later on that day. So when I posted the clip on Twitter, when I aired the live feed, there's someone calling on the switchboard and I'm looking at it going like, I don't know if they realize that this is a taped show. So I'm kind of cracking up that someone's sitting on the line. So I don't think of anything of it, whatever. So I, I went downstairs, grabbed a bottle of water, and came back upstairs. I get this message in Twitter and says that he was trying to, that, A, I'm trying to call in to surprise Ashton Holmes. And I'm looking at it, I'm going like, is this for real? 
And sure enough, I'm, I was like, this is for real, and he's actually trying to call. I said, I'm sorry, this is a tape show. And then we wound up just talking after that. <laughs> it just was hilarious to me that that happened. You never really know what you're going to get out of, out of the live feed. You never know what's going to happen. And I think it's just one of the most hilarious things to ever ever come in a live program. It's It's great. It's a great thing. And there's so much more. There's so much more memories that that have been done on the show. I, I can't even, I can't even think of any any more off the top of my head that really stand out the way that they do. You know, when I first had Melody Thomas gone on the show, I didn't know what to do with myself. I literally was having the time of my life. Nikki Newman has been my my love for 25 years. Wow, has it been that long since I started that show? Yes, I did. In 91, 25 years. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and then when that interview happened, I probably was blushing through the computer screen. And I didn't really know what to... I didn't know what to do or say at that point. (laughs) I was just grinning from meter here, and I think that was I think that was great. Uh, gosh, there was, I wish I could think of any more that were some spectacular moments that just stand out. Like there, I mean, how can you really pinpoint like some of the best moments that, to ever happen to you in a nine-year period? I mean, you really can't. And the more that I try, the more that I become forgetful. Trying to think, I, I really don't have any as far as the show is concerned, but probably some in-person interviews I can probably think of. And it's just it's it's like I'm interviewing myself for this because honestly it is a retrospective, and I'm trying to think what can I think that was some of the best moments. I don't obviously. The Goddard interviews in person have always been one of the best interviews to ever do because it's never really an interview anymore. It now just turns into the point where we're just cragging on each other on the red carpet pretty much. It's never an interview anymore. And I think that's one of the things I love about it. It's just we just we just go we just go straight for it. And that's it. I think that's one of the best things to ever happen on those red carpets. It's just you never know what's going to happen, and you never know what's going to be said. And the fact that that happens every single time I see him, it's just always it's always a trip. And I never really, I just don't question it. I just we just let it roll out and, and ride out. So I love it. I love I love that. Um, geez, and. Oh man, I I really can't think of any any personified standout moments that that happened on the red carpet, and I'm sure there were many. It's just there's just been so much material that you always go through. You just can't you just can't seem to remember a lot of that stuff. You know, I've always had fun with a lot of people on those red carpets. Pearson Fode, what a character he is. He he's one of He's definitely going places if he hasn't already, and he's always been one of 
one of the best people to to that I have the pleasure of talking with. Jacob Young's another one. Jacob Young on the Bold and Beautiful. He's he's always been he's always been a true gentleman. I I I love the fact that whenever we get to converse, whether it's on the carpets or on these shows, he's always he's always generous. He's always he's always good. Um, Christian Blanc. Christian LeBlanc. If you think I can talk, he can talk too. And he's always got something to say. And I and, and it's just it's a good old time when it comes to him. I I love that man. He he's he's incredible. Oh man. Um let's see. Who else? Who else? Ron Carlovati, who has a birthday coming up this Friday, by the way. Ron you know I love you. You've always been you've always been great with us here. I, I can't say enough about you. And Emmy Emmy Ryland. Oh man, when I first talked to her, when she was on Guiding Light, when I first had the chance to speak with her, as Wilters and Guiding Light had their event, I didn't wind up going. She winds up telling one of the listeners turned friend Brandy that nope I'm going to call them up I'm going to call them up and find out why they were here and every, and I met her at the Emmys in 2009 and <laughs> I confronted her about that and she starts cracking up she's like well you said you were coming why aren't you here so it was it, it was a fun time getting to meet her and it just stemmed from their sense when she went to Y&R and then she went to General Hospital she's just she's incredible Liz Hendrickson, another one, another one that I, I had fun with. And my first video interview with her when she was on the red carpet just blew me away. It blew me away. She called everybody out that they did not want to talk to her. It's just absolutely hilarious. And it's on my Facebook. It's on the Facebook page for the Buzzworthy page. She she went to town. She went to town about these pe- these people on the red carpet. They didn't want to talk to certain actors or actresses. They only wanted to talk to, in their sense, big leaguers. And, but I'm like, you are the big leagues. These are your awards. These, like, you, you're here for this. So why won't you talk to them? So totally understood. Totally understood where she was coming from. So she, that, that, that won plenty of accolades in my book. I, I love that. I love that one. That was also, yeah, I talked to Melody that first time that year. And then I did a phone interview with her. And several of them post that. And let's see, what else? What else? That was, gosh, I'm literally putting my, Stacy Hyduke, there's one. Oh, man. She was I don't even know where I need to put that into words. I loved talking to that woman. I did. I love talking to that woman. I first met her at the Young and the Restless event in oh nine. And she had that kitty with her. She took that kitty with her to the Daytime Memory Awards that Sunday. I couldn't believe she walked that kitty down the red carpet. <laughs> She took that thing with her everywhere for for that storyline. I just was cracking up about that. It, it was. I love Stacey. She she was a hoot, and she she definitely made things a lot 
a fun uh, Y&R, and she made a lot of things fun doing these interviews with her. I can't say enough about her. She She's phenomenal. I love you. I love you, Stacey. Uh, Billy and Miller, uh, always a good person to see, and uh, I had a chance to talk to him on the show a couple of times. He's always He's always been good to us, and I can't say enough about Billy and Miller. And gosh, Tom Castiello, that's another one. Tom Castiello was also a was also a great one. He he definitely was a huge deal. He I loved him. I, I just loved him. And I never had the chance to speak with him until this show. And he was great. He was great. He was and it was funny too because he he did the show the same night that I had on Tom Pelfrey on the show. So it was, it was hilarious when he came on the show after I did the interview with Pelfrey, he comes on, there have been some instances where, you know, you get those callers where there's like, is, is this person still on the line? Now you're talking to someone else. That actually happened when I did a dual interview between Goddard and, and Billy Miller and I was talking to Billy Miller on the line and someone called in and they said, Oh, I want to talk to Daniel. I don't want to talk to him. I want to talk to Daniel. And in your head, you're going like, oh, my God, how rude can this person be? But then it's also a semblance of embarrassment because what do you say to that? What do, how do you combat that when they, when they say those words that they don't want to talk to this guest? They want to talk to somebody else. So it's, what, it's, it's some of those things, too, that most – have to deal with when they deal with these types of shows, especially when you have all more than one guest. So it's kind of, in a sense, you, you have to figure out a way to deal with it and deal with it quickly and then move on into the next thing. So it's, it's definitely trying, but you, you get used to that and you know how to, you know how to handle those types of situations when need be. So I, I love it. I, love doing this you know I, I for the last few years i have not really done a live show i've always done taped because it seemed to flow better when i did the tape shows but from time to time you get you you miss doing a live feed because you kind of want to get the real-time reactions when you're on the air from the fans and then incorporate it into the show. You can't do that once it's taped because then now they're listening to it after it's over. There might have been an instance where something they wanted asked was not asked, where you have it in a live show where you can get that question in before you go off the air. So it is... It's very fun to do the live shows, but I, I, I have a great time doing, doing the tape shows. I really do. I think it's one of the, the best feelings in the world. So love it to death. But I do want to take this caller before I get into my next segment. Uh, 917, I have a feeling I know who this is. How are you? Who is it? Who is it? <laughs> How are you? How are you? How's everything? I'm, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. I appreciate the shout out. <laughs> You're gonna have a lot of love. Don't worry. You're excellent. You know who oh, this is, right? <laughs> well, I hear two people in the background, right? There's someone else with you, right? Yes. yes. My my younger twin. <laughs> <laughs> younger twin 
Wait. <laughs> yeah, I think Novell knows who this is. Yes. I was like younger twin, though. That's funny. <laughs> well, can you, well, you could tell the voices, no? Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, it's, it's, so, we, we haven't seen each other since. Did we see each other at the Emmys? We didn't see each other at the Emmys this past year, did we? Oh, not this year. I mean, like the previous. Maybe next this yeah. year coming. Yes, I we heard saw it was, each other the previous. Yeah, we didn't see each other this great. year. Right. It was it was bad. I heard. I got bad reviews, man. That's not good. It wasn't. And those mm-hmm. of you who don't know, these are the Theo sisters, by the way. These are the Theo sisters. So, uh. It's <laughs> funny. But. Funny. Yeah. But. Honestly, I didn't think it was that bad. I, I mean, the only thing I was upset about is the fact that it wasn't on television. But I, I did not think it was a bad production. I thought it was good. Listen, the fans, it's bad, Lavelle. You need the red carpet. You need the yells when they come in the doors. You know, like the Beverly Hilton. Come on. You need that. You need that, you know? Like, I heard they covered... Everything like how the like at least have bleachers, you know, you know for the fans. Yeah, the fans. yeah, okay. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I. Because I think you right. actually asked me that um, when yeah. I was heading out there. Because I think I remember you tweeting me if they were gonna have something for the fans to sit out and whatnot for when the red carpet happens and everything. And I found out, and they said no. Because I know the year before when they had it on the Warner Brothers lot, even even in the Beverly Hilton, they had a spot for those fans too when they were able to see their favorites come down or come down, start the red carpets and stuff. So I don't know what they're gonna do this coming year, but and who's to say it's gonna be on television again as well? But you think that it's gonna be it's gonna be- Oh, you don't know if it's going to be televised? No, I don't. They haven't really, they haven't really made any announcements as far as that's concerned yet. All I know is that they said they're working on trying to get it back on television for next year. Uh-huh. But again, that's what they said for this year. So I can't really say if it's going to happen or not. But. Mm-hmm. At least in the sense if it wasn't on television, why couldn't they have YouTube streamed it? You know, because they put it on YouTube the next day. Why couldn't they have just done it straight through YouTube yeah. during the show? You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I have a big feeling it's going to be at the same spot, Lavelle. I'm hearing buzz, you know? Private buzz here. <laughs> this is like, okay, let's see. You think so? I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Why do you what think that? Do? Why do you think that? Remember, they have both dates already. Because they have both dates out already. Usually, that doesn't right. happen they... at the same time. You know, that's how. I mean, you know, I still early, but I'm ninety nine percent sure it's gonna be there. You know. Let's see. Let's see if I'm wrong. <laughs> Call only, me out. Um, only time will tell. Yeah, pretty much. Only time we won't know until months down the road. But only time will tell if uh, 
you're wrong or you're right. And I would like it to be at another venue, to be honest with you. I really would. I I would love it in the, in the sense of it being back in the Warner Brothers lot again or something to that effect where it was just so big, you know, it was – it was beautiful. It, it pretty much kind of brought a little bit of the glamour back to the award show. So I love the fact that it was at the Warner Brothers lot. I thought that was perfect. I thought it was something that the daytime Emmys needed for the resurgence back. And it was, it was great. I, I think that should happen again, but I'm only one person. I can't really do much except voice my opinion. So that's my opinion. So yeah. <laughs> I think I think it should be, if not as Warner Brothers lot, at least in a sense of where it can be in a big arena where it is lavish outdoors, and you know, just bring the glamour back to the daytime Emmys. That's really what. It, it should be. So that's that's just my take on it. So hopefully hopefully they get a nice venue for it for next year for that reason and get it back on television, get it back on TV. I know. That's, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> we do, you know. I miss your yeah. show, man. Like we used to have it a lot. But you're busy with the pharmacy. I understand. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> But, busy with yeah. work, yeah. Busy with work, but you know there was some other stuff going on as you, as you knew. But you gotta get my so cute, I, my Latin husband on. I'm waiting. I'm still waiting. You know, so I could use this guy. What's going on? I know he don't play in daytime no more, but you know we have to. You still want Ignacio, huh? You want you want Ignacio? It's like incognito everywhere, from what I understand. Mm. Okay. Get him off. Get him off. I could use that. I'm going to tell him lovely. He's always telling me, I'm going to come to New York. I'm going to come. I'm still waiting, you know? <laughs> but I well, see you know, him every year. Well, he's got that year. dance party that he does. I mean, he might be doing the dance party this, this summer for the Y&R event. Didn't he say he would do that every every time mm-hmm. Y&R would be doing their event? The only time I see him when he does stand-up, man. <laughs> Holy crap, but he's good. you got to check out his stand-up. He's real good. For a young You know who I yet. need to check out, too? Aside from him, I heard Sean Kerrigan's really good. Yeah, yeah, he's good, too. I told Sean Kerrigan, have that lineup when he has... You know, you need to come to the fan event, okay? Because you haven't been coming. I haven't, last- and... And literally, everybody's been asking me, why aren't you here? Why aren't you here? Lindsay asked me, why wasn't I here? Um, even Jimmy Freeman was like, "Why? where are you? I was like, Because that's when they do all these extras. At the time, I didn't have the money. <laughs> I do now, but at the time, I didn't. But, yeah, definitely, I will definitely get out there. B&B, for- you got to come because B&B is going to hit the big 30th, you know? So it's going to be a lot of stuff. Oh, my God. They are turning 30 in March, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. hmm Yeah. Well, now I have even more reason to come out. Yeah, absolutely. I, I Honestly, I think I will be out there this summer. So. Yes. Okay, good. Good. Because I know during wine or the dinners, they're going to have that stand-up at the ha-ha. They always do something, you know? So. Okay. Cool. He has, 
there's going to be flyers, too, at the table. <laughs> you will see at the YNR. You know, when you check in, they're going to have all. So he did. He, that was a smart idea. I told him, it better, that shit better not get sold out because I'm going to look for you, Carrigan. I told him that. I will look for you. He's like, don't worry. But the Sunday show was like a weekend show, that was like a Friday, Saturday. That was perfect. And it was only one show. But it was good. We had a great time. You'll, you'll enjoy it. Okay. So have his, you know, yeah. But so, yeah, it was, you know, it's nice talking to you. All right, thank you. And before you go, because I know you also love him as much as I do, since Goddard is celebrating 10 years at Y&R, what is your... What is your favorite memory of Goddard, either on the show, off the show? What do you got? Because I got a few. I got a few. Oh, my God. We like them to use, he does, you know, with Novell. They always crack jokes. The way you always crack jokes with him, your interviews, the excellent. Like, you guys are good, you know? Like, you know how to do it. You know, there's some interviews with other people that are, like, stupid, like, goofy, boring. You're very, like, exciting when you do your interviews with him. Um, I like that. I I love just doing that with him because he just comes up right off the gate just as he is. You know, you you never know what's going to pop out of his mouth, and he just – we just roll with it, and and that's really what it is. We just roll with it. Like he knows, like he'll be like, "Hey, I shop at CVS all the time." Like he'll crack those jokes <laughs> with you. Or, you know, like you guys. He yeah, does. You know how, yeah, he does. You see, that's good though. You know, he's a nice person, like a sweetheart. Very, you know, very not a lot of actors. You know, they all have their own thing, but he's unique. You know. That's probably a very good word for him. Uh, Unique, very good. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) for those that don't understand the joke, that the CVS joke. Yeah. Because I work at Walgreens and he likes to throw it in my face that he goes to CVS instead. So yeah, that 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 happens a lot. So you you know, (laughs) know what I was gonna ask him. I was going to ask him, because I saw today, I just, at the end, I was going to say, oh, I see, I think he might get a storyline. This is what I'm seeing. He might be a little possessive over the prescription medicine. And I was going to say, is it, hopefully that Walgreens, like as an intake joke, you know, today at the ending, he was looking at the medicine, you know. I was like, oh, shit, that's the storyline he's going to get, that he's going to become, like, addicted to the painkillers. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying, just throw it out there. You know, Nini, you can never say never on these shows. And honestly, it'd be something for him to play that'd be interesting. You know, I would like, for me personally, I would like something for him to play that's outside of the marriage. Because for many years on this show that he's been on it, it just centered around Kane and Lily all the time. And there really wasn't anything done for him outside of that angle. And I was always championing and campaigning for him to have a storyline that didn't really focus on that. And that focused primarily on his character. One of the things that one of my favorite memories of him 
on the show in these 10 years that he's been on the show was the reveal that he was not, as I said in the beginning, the reveal that he was not Philip. And the not just when it was revealed at the wedding when Kane and Lily were married, but all the sequences that followed after that when he was trying to cover it up with the blood samples and uh, and Nina was coming and trying to get to the bottom of everything. And when it finally came to a head at the Chancellor Mansion, when he finally confessed everything that he was not Jill's son, you know, I thought that was really great work that he did in those scenes. And a part of me felt like there could have been more that was done as far with with that, but I will say that probably the more came in when he had his confrontation with Billy Miller mm-hmm. when yeah. when that all came out. So I loved the the Billy and Kane rivalry that stems from from that point, and just trying to earn everybody's forgiveness again it's because of the fact that he lied for so long. I thought that was pretty well done, and then the other thing that will always stick out was when he got shot on the steps and I thought that was kind of intense. It was very gritty. It was very intense. And just the way that it was filmed and how it was done, because he was actually on, it was either on this show or I think it was on the, the lane podcast it was one of the two. I, I can't remember exactly which one it was, but it might have been mm-hmm. the Lane podcast when he did that with Ambrosia, um, where he talked about filming those scenes. Actually, I think it was her show. He talked about filming those scenes and how he wanted to make it look as real as possible. So he did some, like I guess, a little extensive work for it to make it look real as possible on those steps, as well as with the blood. He wanted to make it look, really real and really gory and to a point where it kind of looks like there's no way you're coming back from that. And, you know, that was also the only reason why that stem, that, that moment stems not only because of that scene itself, but because of the fact that when that all went down and, you know, we were, hearing the word and we're hearing the buzz pun intended about the fact that he was let go from the show, you know, it, it just literally caused a, a shit storm of, of what have you from the fans. I mean, they were so upset that they literally flew a plane over the CBS studios venting their upset about the fact that, that they were losing, they were losing this guy. You gotta you gotta have a huge fan base as per Sean Kanan does, okay? That's the way it is. <laughs> Write the letters, mail them, two hundred, three hundred. All right, tweeting they see, but you gotta you know not be lazy. Start writing, you know, because these people you know who Sean you are. Kanan. I mean, it's just I love Sean, and I wish he was on B and B more. I really do. It's just, is it, I mean, it's honestly, I'm just like, don't have Deacon Sharpie a backseat. You know what I mean? No, I'm like so disappointed, very disappointed because there's so much to give for him on that show, first of all. You know, let's not, I don't even want to get started. Like, I'm like so upset, you know, because there's so much for him. 
this so much. I don't want to hear that you cannot write for him. I just don't want to hear that because I'll give you so many ideas. You're going to have a book, you know? I'm serious would you about say, that. Would you say yeah, that um, if if they were to do – if they were to bring him back to the Young and the Restless, would you be accepting to that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love he- – He's Deacon all the way. Forget AJ Quartermain. Deacon Sharp. He's going to live with that. You know? That's like the best character. It suits him beautifully. You know? I don't know how to say it, man. Like, yeah, he tweeted you, by the way. Did you check it? I did. I did. I did. I mean, I really appreciate it. I really did appreciate the fact that he sent me that tweet. I. All the way from Italy. So you know, all the way from Italy. But that made my I day. Do? Honestly, I that really made my day. I was very happy to see that from him. I, you know, especially on on that day, it was well worth it. It really was. And mm-hmm. you know, I loved Sean since he was AJ Quartermain. I mean, you you knew that already. And I watched it when he was originally on this on General Hospital as AJ before. So you know, I loved him back then too and you know when he came to B&B in 2001 I just saw him in that goatee and I was just sitting there going and he's in those leather pants I was just like Sean what the hell they have you in (laughs) you know come on all the Emmys from B&B they put him in come on man you know (laughs) in New York, in New York too. I miss those times. The radio city. I never oh had the God. privilege of I never had the privilege of going to an Emmys in New York. I never did. That and I heard it was one of the best time ever. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. I went to all of them, so it was the best. I miss New York. Like when they used to have it here, they go all out for them. Mhm. I heard so many Wonderful stories from people who had the privilege of doing the daytime movies when they were in New York. And I wish I were older. I was old enough at the time to be able to had experienced that uh, before they officially made it West Coast based. And it just it just sucks. I never really got to be a part of the New York scene. You know, it was. It, it's so different than it and than it was in Los Angeles than it is in Los Angeles. It's just it just feel it just felt different. Especially even when you were watching it on television, it just felt different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I love the Beverly Hilton. It wasn't bad. I loved it how they had it for them. I mean you had the T V by the bar, I'm just saying, you know? It wasn't bad. You didn't mm-hmm. like the Beverly Hilton. You didn't like it. I liked it. It I, was fancy. I had fun. I did have fun there, and as you said, the TV was at the bar, and that's literally where I sat. <laughs> that's literally where I sat, was at the bar. You know, you get the VIP treatment, okay? <laughs> We're trying to get there. I loved, I loved it. I did love sitting at the bar and just watching it on the feed on the TV, because pretty much once the Emmys took place, they, instead of having whatever that was, on the TV at the time, they just changed it to the feet of the daytime Emmys in the lobby at the bar. So we were just yeah. we were just sitting there just watching in the bar. So that's it. I that had fun doing know. that too. That's it. Yeah. 
there and I'm just standing there. I'm like, I don't want nobody getting my spot. Let me just stand here. Let me see what these people are reading. Who won? Who won? Let me see. <laughs> but yeah. I was, it was good. good time, you know. It but, was a good yeah. time. Well, hopefully you know, we you... uh, have a good time this year, this coming year. So, cross our fingers. Yeah, I hope you could come, man, for the events, you know. It's, you know, we'll talk down the so. line. We'll I hope so. We'll I would love to be. I would love to be at the events again, and just see everybody because there's so many people that go to those events I haven't seen in many years, and you know yeah. I pretty much know everybody that goes, and I would love to see all of those guys, all those fans that go to these events yeah. and just talk to them. It would just be just reconnecting with them outside of the computer. So I, I just want to get back and base with them so hopefully hopefully we can make this work i i i'm gonna tr- I try to make this work for sure but i would definitely love to be there at the at those events especially since b&b celebrating 30 years next year yeah yeah they are mm-hmm. yep so you know so let me ask you did, did, did daniel he was on earlier i missed him he daniel he was not here no he was not here uh he was not here earlier, but um, he, he actually will be coming to the show soon. So. Okay. Because I know so. I, I was like, I, you know, your biggest supporter. I know, man. Everybody got their favorites. It's true. How many can you have? You know. It's true. You know, I can have a bit. One, always one is gonna stick by you. It's true, right? You know, there's always yeah. that one. Okay. Nobody's going to top one, one. That's what they say. But, you know, but that's good, you know. But hope all is well. And we're going to see you, you know, our our paths will cross for sure. Absolutely. All right. So it was nice talking to you. Have a good night. Nice talking to you. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. I love talking to the Theo sisters. They're awesome. And is this who I think it is? Is this Brandon? Uh, Navelle. It is Brandon. How about that? <laughs> How are you, sir? I am doing just fine. How are you? I'm doing well. Listen, I have like three minutes, but I didn't want to miss this opportunity to wish you a very happy anniversary. Well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate the fact that you were able to make it to wish me that congratulatory statement because, as I said in the beginning of this show, I told everybody that if they hadn't listened to your shows with Erica Slezak, they have to. They have to. <laughs> that's that's, that's very, just very the bottom line. What was your, honestly, what was your reaction when you saw that spread in SOD? About that oh interview? God. I nearly fell off the couch. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I, I've been doing I, this a honestly, long time. And I, when I, I honestly saw that. And I and the first thing I said was, I can see Brandon's face right now. <laughs> Once he opens this magazine. I literally just sat there going like, I, I honestly right now know what he's doing. He literally <laughs> well, probably just... Not only fell off the couch, he went to A and was like, A, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Listen, oh, my listen, God. You've been, long, you've been doing this a long time. I've been doing this a long time. You know, you have the fantasy that something like that's going to happen, but you don't really ever 
expect that something that you're putting out in the world is, is uh, you know, on your own little dog and pony show is important enough for, you know, the mainstream press, quote unquote, to, uh, to take notice of it and, and feel strongly enough about it to, to include it in their own work. I was I was just so proud. It's a great thrill. So proud of you for that. I I just don't have any other words for you except I was just insanely proud to see that. It was just amazing to me. My best friend swore that she was going to buy like ten copies and hand them out as Christmas presents to everybody. So we'll see if that happens or not. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was it was a great thrill. It was. And then Sunday, you you did the show Sunday with Joanne, with the mini One Life reunion. I just hearing the, the Linda Dano's voice in in the phone was just. Uh, I'm sorry, y'all, but when you hear Felicia Gallant speak, you have to just shut up and let her talk. That's literally what I thought in my head. Yeah, that was great fun to hear everybody again, and, and I loved how amazed Bob Woods was by the fact that we could all connect that way. I mean, he he seemed like he had no idea that that there was such a thing as the Internet and that you could it, – it had all these exciting possibilities to connect everybody, including him. That's right. <laughs> it was just hilarious that he said that because I brought up the I brought up the episode where with with Patrick Bo and Dee Dee and the electrocution, and he was like, oh, my God, like, how, how do you, like, know this, like – and then, of course, I'm calling you out and basically saying you're Rain Man. I thought that was hilarious, which you are, by the way, just so you know. Well. Oh, man. Sorry about that uh, if you heard dead air because my computer froze at the moment. But <laughs> speaking of technology, technology at times sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but not I appreciate the, the fact that you No, no It, it just, it <laughs> spares no expense Not at all But I really appreciate the fact that you did Take a few minutes to, to say hello to me And I, as I said before I can't believe this will be 10 years old next year Listen, I'm going to be 8 in January So I, I'm right behind you there You are right behind me indeed but this, but now it's like ten years. Like what does what does one do for ten years? I don't even know. Right. But we'll, we'll have to we'll have to talk on the side and figure that out. But but I appreciate it, man, Brandon. Thank you so much. I appreciate. Well, it. listen, you've always been a great friend of mine and a great supporter of mine, and and uh, believe me, the the feeling is mutual about you. So I want to wish you a happy anniversary one more time, and thank you very much one more time for including me. No doubt. Thank you, my friend. Take care. See you later. That's going to about do it for me on this episode of the Buzzcast. Thank you so much for uh, the Theo sisters, for Maria. I love you to death. I really, really do. And it's just, I hope I do get to see you this year. I really hope we get to see each other at the Y&R and being the events. We will make it happen. I promise. I promise I will definitely make sure that I get out there this summer. Brandon, you've always been a great friend, and I will always support you in everything that you do. 
No doubt. Thank you so much. And thanks to all of you on Twitter, Facebook, for showing the love and support. You guys mean the world to me. I'm the J. Lee. Making sure you keep getting the latest buzz with Buzz Radio Radio. We'll see you guys next time. Take care. From Twitter to iHeartRadio, Buzzworthy is everywhere. everywhere. Miss the show? Log on to buzzworthyradiocast.com for past shows and videos of some of your favorite stars. Stay connected to Buzzworthy Radio.